0: Good music this morning. Appreciate Church ministry this morning. They are starting back up in Denton, reaching out to the campus up there. So please be praying for them. Uh, but did want to share, we had a great time with the singles ministry this last week. Uh, we actually even got with some marrieds on Wednesday, played some ultimate, played some volleyball. It was a really, really fun time. And then last Friday night, we had a singles Devo and it was just, it was packed, that had people from all over, uh, people, a group from College Station came up and visited, and it was just an incredible time uh, having people sharing about what was going on in their lives. And since I'm up here, I might as well plug the Singles Retreat one more time. We have the Anchored Singles Retreat, uh, the price is going up this Tuesday, it's $45 right now, but it, it's a bargain price, uh, but it's going up this Tuesday and, uh, you know, and even if you're, you're married and, and you want to help out in some way, please you know, come see me, uh, come see Bethany. Maybe you have a particular set of skills and uh, you want to help out in this retreat. Or maybe you want to donate some sort of prize that we could give away as a raffle prize. Just come see us because uh, we're all in this together. And uh, we really appreciate... Uh, As single leaders, we appreciate the the great staff we have, uh, the elders, the church family here that is very supportive of the singles ministry. And it's amazing to see how over the last few years, our singles ministry has doubled in size from when we first got here. So it's just, yeah, we can clap for that. And so we appreciate the support. And ultimately, it's all because of Jesus, who I'm going to be talking about Today, Now, I know there can be some different ideas about who Jesus is, some different perspectives about Jesus, but I think if we were to poll this group right now and see, you know, what are some things that really you think about Jesus? I think one of the main things that would come up would be the sacrificial nature of Jesus. Uh, his loving nature, uh, the goodness, his willingness To serve his willingness to help out, and ultimately his consistently good, good heart. Bless his heart. And for anyone trying to follow the Jesus model, I know that can be a little, a little difficult, right? Uh, Because we may have some different perspectives about how to live that way. We may not be naturally trained to be good-hearted. I think about myself. Uh, growing up, before I was a disciple, I wasn't just always this naturally sacrificial person. Yes, I had good manners. I knew how to say my, my please and my thank yous and, and open doors for people. But I still I had problems. I still lied. I had anger problems. Uh, I had bad relationships with women. Uh, I used drugs. I used alcohol. I was a taker. I wasn't really a sacrificial good-hearted person. I was more interested in about seeking myself. But then I got reached out to in LA by a single brother named Paul. He managed a store that I walked into, and he invited me out to our sister church out in LA, and I was baptized a few months later in 2003. Right there. That's, That's me. That's really me. I got baptized. I'm legit. And it was something good. It was life-changing, miraculous, this amazing thing that happened to me. But even as a single disciple trying to follow Jesus, I could still have bad days. I lived in this single-brother household in L.A., which... Which, it did help me out. It helped me out in some good ways, and there were some good people in it. Uh, but one of the things about living with this huge group of people, and in L.A., we had a number of people that were involved in different bands. We had a guitar player, and, and for some odd reason, we had two different drum players, which, which creates some interesting dynamics sometimes. You know, especially when you're coming home, and you're, you're looking forward to a... A peaceful evening, you've had a long day, you just want some time just to maybe relax a little bit, you know, avoid the, the noise of the city. And I would pull into the, the, the driveway, and already I could hear the sounds of coming from the house. And maybe I didn't have these extreme reactions, but inside here, I had some attitudes going on. I had some critical thinking. I was not very happy as I walked into the house. Maybe I tried to do a, a bad stare towards their room, which, not that that's really going to affect them. But that would, what would be building in my heart. Well, luckily, as time went on, uh, time went on I, I got a better roommate. Uh, we got married in Nashville, Tennessee. And so I got this incredible, incredible there we go incredible roommate and just a wonderful wife and she's a she's a good-hearted person we're trying to follow Jesus but even when you have two different people very driven people uh that are coming together and you know you have one who's who's designed to be uh really communicative and expressive and and just super helpful and wants to help in different ways and then you have another one who's who's not so communicative And uh, maybe not thinking he needs so much help in his life. And so, you know, you can have some different bad days. And so I could have some, I've had some times of of frustration or or defensiveness as I've learned to be together. And then we had this cute baby who came along. And I love our baby, love our baby, Skylar. She's a a year and a half now. But uh, just such a cute baby. I think we got a picture of her up there somewhere. Maybe not. Oh, no. Did it get deleted? (laughs) Got to involve the baby in there. But we do have a good, (laughs) yeah, yeah, the innocent, pure baby. Uh, But even with a a baby in the household, you know, it's, I can be very sacrificial when the baby's cute, when she's having a good time, when she loves her daddy and we're playing together. But when 3 a.m. hits and you hear those cries in the middle of the night. That's when the real heart becomes revealed, you know, and there may have been words that came out of my mouth like, babe, it's your turn, I think it's your turn to go take care of the baby, yeah, surely not. But again, overall, we're, we're trying to be like Jesus, we're trying to be good-hearted, and so there can be this tension of, of trying to be good-hearted like Jesus, but at the same time, mm, there can be a mess. Because we want to be good people. We want to follow Jesus. And I, I think if we looked at the crowd here today and, and everyone here today, I think, I think we're trying to imitate Jesus in some way. We're trying to be good-hearted. And maybe, and I got this list of, uh, a list of descriptions of good-hearted people, of, of what that would look like. Uh, there's some up there. And, and maybe you would even have some more that you could add to it. I think about my wife who does have that good quality. She's a gift giver. She, she writes these little birthday cards for people. She remembers to write them for my family and, and her family, and our families really love it. But on the other hand, if I ask you to write something that, that keeps us as people from, from being good-hearted or a, a bad-hearted list, we could have a list there as well. Maybe some of those things you could identify with and feel that tension in your life, and again, there, there's this conflict where we're trying to be good-hearted like Jesus, but our, but our hearts can be a mess sometimes. We our life can just be a mess of of brokenness and trying to work through the different issues in our life. So with that thought in mind, let's turn to Luke six, and we're going to start in verse three, and we're going to look at what Jesus Himself says to try to help us out with this: how to have a good heart, how to be good-hearted, how to be good people. And so in Luke 6, starting verse 43, it says, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Aha. So Jesus, you're, you're telling them and, and now us, if we want to be good, we need to store up good things. Well, what did he mean by good? In the Greek, the words means of good constitution or nature. Useful. Good. Pleasant. Agreeable, joyful, happy, excellent, distinguished, upright, honorable. And not the Greek word for evil, which means full of annoyances, hardships, pressed and harassed by labors, bringing toils, annoyances, perils, causing pain and trouble of a bad nature or condition, degeneracy, diseased, wicked. Not wicked in a good way, but wicked. <laughs> causing hurt or harm. You now, Jesus says we have to store up good things in our heart to be good. Good-hearted. Again, like the first drawing, we, or first illustration we saw there. Good-hearted. Otherwise, evil is going to happen. And as we store up evil in our heart, uh, that will be recognized. And start coming out of our mouth and our actions. About a month ago, uh, we were on our way home. One of the singles in a, another region, she was, she was babysitting our, our, our wonderful daughter, Skylar. And, and our power went out. And I appreciate folks like the Warriors, Frank and Mallory, they, they sacrificed their refrigerator to let us put our food. Good-hearted people, let us put our food in their fridge. And, and the Zikes potentially were going to let us stay overnight at their place. But it was a beautiful day, and we couldn't figure out, how did the power go out on such a beautiful day? Well, right next door, there was a tree. There was a really big tree, and on this big tree, there were leaves and branches, and it looked like it was good. But what had happened was, the tree fell, because on the inside, it had rotted out, and there's a picture of it right there. It just whoop! Not even a strong- winded Texas day. it just fell over, dead it out, uh, rotted out, Roots tipped on over. And when we are not storing up good in our hearts, we start becoming dead to the world around us, lifeless. And it's only a matter of time until we fall. We crash and the lights go out. In Psalm 1:3 it says, "Blessed is the man who delights and meditates on the law of the Lord day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers." Jeremiah 17 says, "Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water. That sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought. And never fails to bear fruit. I want to be that kind of blessed man. Like a good tree. Prospering. Bearing fruit. Not withering. No worries. Can you imagine that? No worries. And it goes back to storing up good in my heart. Maintaining a good heart is a result of, of taking care of yourself. Storing up good in your heart. And Jesus says, you can do it. We can all do it. One time I went to a a, a friend's parents' house and they were uh, a little bit of, of, of hoarders. I don't know if you've ever seen a show like this before. Or just imagine people who... They hold on to a lot of things. And I just, I never imagined something like this. And, and the person, they had told me about it. But I, but I just hadn't thought about it. But when, it, when I got in there, there was a lot of stuff in there. There was a lot of clutter. And you're just kind of, you're, you're kind of walking around these little paths and bless their hearts. You know, they, they, they had some, some things they were working into. But Jesus says, we actually get to be hoarders of good. So for all of you who like to keep things and hold on to sentimental stuff and the knickknacks and all that stuff, wow, you get to live this up. You get to hold on to good. You get to mess your life up with good and hold on to it and hoard it. The word heart, it occurs over 500 times. And I'm not going to read all of those scriptures. But here's some that will clarify this idea of storing up good to be good-hearted and the spirituality of the, the heart being our, our center, our, our, our control center, our, our drive. Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Wellspring of life. Jeremiah 17.9, the heart is more deceitful than all else. You ever been deceived before? You know, think of that person, that scoundrel who just, you know... Who just totally deceived you. Now, you know, picture that don't get an attitude, but just you know, think of someone. Now, raise your hand if you thought of yourself. Because the heart is more deceitful than all else. We've got to be careful of our hearts, deceiving ourselves. Now, thankfully, like the other scripture said, we can guard our hearts. Again. Luke 6 says, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. What are you filling your heart with? You remember the story of of, of Pharaoh and and Moses? Some of you remember the story back in Exodus. And it's just kind of one of those mind-blowing things where, where Pharaoh, one second, he's like, he, he, he believes in God. He's like, Yes, Moses, you can go. Uh, go. It's great. And then the next moment, he's, his heart is just hardened. And he's not supportive of God. He's not supportive of his people. And it all goes back to the bad things that he stored up in his heart. And the bad things that we can let creep in and store up in our hearts our hardships, our annoyances. Harassments, labors, hurts, wickedness. There's a, a tattoo out there, and I believe I have it on there. Yep. The, the love mom tattoo. Maybe some of you, George, maybe you have it on you. I don't know. <laughs> but it began as a tattoo during World War II of, of soldiers and, and sailors who, who wanted to keep the loved ones close. Or show who they love or thought important. They would, they would have the heart. And maybe they would have mom on there. Maybe they would have a, uh, their wife's name. You know, just different people's names on there. Imprinted on their body to remind themselves or others of, of who their heart belonged to. Now I'm not saying we should all go get tattoos ever after this. Welcome. But God wants people to see the good written on us. He wants people to see the, the good in our lives, to, to actually be good like him. And I'm going to finish with some, some practicals here, but, but I first want us to take a heart check. To take a time to, to evaluate ourselves and think about, you know, what are we riding on our hearts? And, and maybe you're doing great. And if you're doing great, don't sit here and, and accuse yourself for the next few minutes. But is there something that maybe is, is becoming a temptation in your life? Maybe you can think of that. Or maybe there is something else that you're accumulating that isn't good, excellent, upright, honorable. Maybe there's an action or a kind of a pattern or a mindset. Maybe an, maybe it's just an attitude that you have. You know, man, that's, that's not something good I, I should be storing up in my life. Maybe write it down, but be aware of it so you can you can guard against it. And, and you can have more time to, to think about it later. But, but I do want to finish with, with five ways of, of stockpiling good. Stockpiling the, the excellent, the happy, the useful. The first one is store with prayer. Store with prayer. And this isn't a, a practical that you probably never thought about. Whoa, pray to God, amazing. But sometimes we can forget. We can get out of habit just to pray with God. Psalm 51, 9 and 11 says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or, or take your Holy Spirit from me. Now, how often do you just say, Father, please, please create in me a pure heart. Don't, don't remove your Holy Spirit from me. I'm so grateful for your spirit. Let me be in touch with your spirit. Change me. I used to live in Montana before here. And certainly in Montana, there's some great opportunities for praying in solitude. Probably more animals than people up there. Uh, but this is on uh, one of the hikes we did. Uh, there's a mountain goat back there. Um, but there's lots of opportunities just to, just to be able to get away and pray. Or I also remember just going on these hikes with brothers and and praying with them and having these mountaintop experiences where we're just yelling out these, these huge dreams of God. These huge prayers that we want to see in our lives. A lot of times I would be out of breath or felt like a hobbit kind of going up these mountains. But it would be these great experiences. Now I don't have quite the uh, same scenery now in Irving. But, but I still go on prayer walks. And I still walk around because it's good just to get out and, and, and store my heart with prayer. Just every morning, trying to start that day off with prayer. Number two. James three fourteen says, But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Second one is store with openness. Now you might think, really struggle with with envy or selfish ambition, but but don't tune out here because the Greek word means self-promoting, and this can take a lot of different forms of self-promoting. I know we talked about this in our our Irving house church before, not in a bad way, not like everyone in the house church was self-promoting. I actually love our house church. People come in, they connect, they love one another, it's a fun group. But self-promoting can take on some different forms, covering insecurities, putting yourself first, complimenting yourself a lot, talking about yourself a lot, not asking questions of other people, having to promote your ideas instead of listening to other people's ideas. Maybe even do you have a hard time saying thanks to people or trusting people? That might be because of self-promoting because you're not ready to have others in your life. And so so we got to make sure we're storing with openness that we're we're being open with whatever is going on in our lives and talking about it so that our hearts can be cleaned out. Point number 3, store with scripture. Store with scripture. Hebrews 4:12 says, "For the word of God is alive and active. Sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates, Even a dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. I mean, how cool is that? That we get to use scripture to adjust our hearts, to adjust our thoughts, to think in a a better way, to feel in a better way. I mean, using scripture to show us a, a mirror image of our heart. I've been reading through kings and and now into Daniel, doing this the, the daily Bible chronological style. And there's so many lessons on character and leadership. It's just so impactful to me. And it's lessons that I get, to, I get to store up in my heart. I mean, it's just rich. The Bible's so rich that we get to store up. Back in Cali, when I Cali, when I first got baptized, I used to have a bunch of tapes. You guys remember tapes? I would get these tapes of sermons. Actually, I converted them into CDs so I could put them in my car. But I remember just driving around just listening to these sermons so I could hear the word, so my faith could be increased, so I could store the scriptures in my heart. I remember using scriptures for for certain temptations or broken thinking. It's something I, I still need to do today, having scriptures memorized that I can use, showing with scriptures. Four, store with friends. We like friends, right? Proverbs 25 says, the purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws them out. The heart is deceitful, so, so let others who have the Holy Spirit evaluate it. People who have insight into your life. A couple of weeks ago, I went on a a camping trip uh, with my brother and my nephew. We got to go up to Wisconsin, where it was a a hot 80 degrees up there, upper 50s at night. But we enjoyed uh, camping, but then also we went there because it was the world's largest air show. So I got to geek out on some airplanes for a little bit. Over half a million people go to this thing. It's just this huge event. I mean, we woke up one morning, there's hot air balloons rising in the morning. But one of the the participants in the air show were, was the Blue Angels. It's just amazing watching the Blue Angels fly together. They're flying together, they're, they're doing these rolls, they're doing these turns, they got smoke on, you're hearing the the sound of the the jets, the afterburner, you're just kind of hearing the sounds of the crowd, and you're just, you're just caught up in this rush as they fly together. And then they announce things like oh, and these planes are flying 18 inches apart. You're like, what? 18 inches. That's close. They're going fast. 18 inches. They're helping each other out to do this amazing show, this incredible event, just this awe-inspiring time where people are just like, whoa, I want to see more. A little bit nervous because you're like, what's going to happen? But it's also just this rush of, oh, it's great. Who do you have in your life that's 18 inches apart from your heart? That's looking into your life. That's helping you to do amazing and incredible things awe-inspiring events. Who do you have? It's, It's a privilege we get to have in the kingdom. Are they far apart? Are they close with what's going on? Storing up with others so that you can do good things. Lastly, five. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Colossians 3 1. Store with heavenly things. When I found the, the Montana pick uh, earlier when I was preparing for this lesson, I I, I sent a, a group text to those guys, and I just I thanked him for the for the memories, for the good times being together. And I think about this scripture about setting your heart on things above heavenly things. You know, a lot of times we can think about the, the bad messages that are coming at us. Or, kind of, or, or be critical about ourselves. Bad memories. The, the negative or, or the huge problems in the world. And we can forget to think about the, the God victories. The God stories that are happening all around us. We can forget to set our hearts on things above. I, I think about this picture and. I don't know if we can go back to it, but, but one of the guys in the picture on this, this mountain, we got three of us. Yeah, there we go. Good, great job. One of the guys on that, that mountain there, uh, God actually used me to, to reach out to. And then me and the other brother, we actually baptized him. And so I realized this. I, I did not really thought about that until when I was preparing for this lesson. I started thinking about that. I started thinking about how cool is that, that we had that time together. That God did that miracle in our lives. That we can think about a future time in heaven where who knows what mountains God has in store for us to climb. And what beautiful scenery we have to see. And the time we get to spend together. Yeah, I don't get a lot of time to spend with them now. But someday, someday I'll get to. And it's going to be a great time. But thinking about those miracles, thinking about the heavenly things, our hearts, our hearts. Above and not in the world around us. So let's have a little heart check time again. Again, maybe you're doing great, but on the other hand, is one of these ways, one of these ways to stockpile good, is there a way that you need to use to to store up good in your life? Maybe it's prayer, maybe it's scripture. Open openness, friends heavenly. And maybe you're kind of you're doing a little bit, yeah, I kind of got some friends, or yeah, I kind of do a little prayer. Yeah, I kind of read my Bible. But maybe it's not to the level that that you know you need to be doing to be storing up with good. Last scripture, Acts 14 17 says this God has not left himself without testimony. He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. He provides you with plenty of food and, and fills your hearts with joy. And in this message, Paul and Barnabas are, are trying to share with a group of people how incredible God is. And, and this group, they, they didn't want to listen to him. But Paul and Barnabas, they, they wanted these people's hearts to be filled with joy. And God wanted their hearts to be filled with joy. And I hope that today we'll we'll listen to what Jesus is trying to tell us. Storing up the good to be a good man or woman. Storing with prayer, with scripture, with openness, with friends, with with heavenly thoughts. So that we can have hearts filled with joy. Not burdened. Not weighed down by the worries in this life. but, But excited. Filled with joy. A joy that... That overflows into the lost world around us. A joy that creates fun barbecues. Having people over. Parties happening. You're just meeting people and you're just, you're just sharing out of the abundance of joy that's in your heart because you've been storing up good things. Your heart is pure, on fire, and whole like Jesus. Let's store up good and be good hearted. Thank you. As we think about Jesus.